I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 231 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast. How's it going, fellas? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's good times. It's going pretty good. Kevin, you were about to say something. <sighs> you were asking me if there was any difference between diazepam and diazepin. <laughs> and as far as you know, there is not. <laughs> Yes. Because Veroass Hacks wrote in a listener's mail, he gays, I blow in across drugstore online. And then there's a link to three different places to buy diazepam, although the third one just says cheap dye. I <laughs> I blow in? I blow in across? H-I-G-E-Y-S, comma, I blow in across drugstore online. I blow in. So I think that's like Markov chain generated text. We get a lot of a lot of Markov porn submitted to the video games hot dog question <laughs> forum now. Like but it's just ri- I am by Markov porn. Do you mean like advertisements for porn that are yes. Markov generated, or? But I'm and now I am imagining it's porn. Someone porn actually generated Markov style. Well, I was it's just thinking, just it's the latter. It okay, is. The, it okay. is the thing that you are joking that it is no. because there is no link to anything. It is just. Like you hooked up a bunch of letters to Penthouse. What the into fuck? Yeah, I was just kidding about generator. that. <laughs> I know. I do, I don't understand what the point of the spam is. I did that on Usenet once, just posting a bunch of, you know, I invented a, a, a writer and posted. <laughs> I wish I could log into this thing, but I think I finally deleted it. I got so because because my Gmail account is just my first initial and my very common last name at Gmail. There you go, everybody. Uh, I get <laughs> I'm impressed that you got that. Well, I got yeah, I got like because our because Data Vortex, our our good friend and longtime fan of the podcast, Larry Fine, has also worked at Google for mm. fifteen years. Okay, like he got me a Gmail account. Like it was one of the first times when I was like, "Hey, so f- fans, anybody got a Gmail invite?" Like back when it was like you got a couple. Back when Google was cool. Yeah, uh, and 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 Larry was like, "Yeah, I just work at Google. You can just have this." I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, I was not able to get Zach at gmail.com. Oh my God. That would have been, it would have been yeah. so, so great. That's, that's how I ended up with Mogwai Poet. Like <laughs> all my usual handles and all combinations of my real name were already taken by the time I got an invite. But I, and so I, I, I just like, here's a, here's a couple <laughs> of words that sound good together. <laughs> so that, that didn't have any special significance to you beforehand. Nope. Wow. Nope. And that's actually a problem. Like, uh, it, it has way that, that those two words imply way more meaning than I intended. Right. Yeah. I, I, my interpretation of Markov porn was actually like, here is a string of letters or words that someone who likes Markov stuff would really enjoy. I, I was actually imagining it also as an actual video. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, which huh. cool. <laughs> so where, where that story was going was Sorry. I, I, someone recently signed up for christianmingle.com oh. thinking that my email address was their email address. And I was oh, like, God. Ah, okay, sometimes I like to have some fun. Once I got an email that was like, hey, your home security system is all set up. Like, check here to log in to look at your camera feeds. And so I was like, uh, I logged into it, just saw a bunch of cameras pointed at all of the rooms in this family's house where some of their kids were doing homework and stuff and like immediately deleted the account on this nice. one 
I just went into every form that you could fill out on the Christian Mingle profile. Like this guy, he's oh, no. like twenty-two-year-old cowboy-looking dude somewhere, had not like d- like done anything because he presumably couldn't activate the account. We had a picture uploaded. I just went into every form field, and I was on my phone, and I just did the like iOS predictive text where like you could just it just like basically makes up something that's kind of like a sentence and submitted it wow and then the next day when i got up i had gotten like dozens of emails that's like this woman wants to talk to you this girl matched you perfectly this woman sent you a smile like oh okay well i guess that answers the question of whether like literally fucking everything that happens to a man on a online dating site is just a bullshit scam like wow Ugh, God. And then I was like, all right, I don't want to get, I don't want to be depressed about the idea of online dating anymore. Like, I'm just going to delete this profile. And I did. So I can't log on to it and actually read you like what, (laughs) what this guy's hobbies and stuff are. Uh, boy. See, it was like, all right, we've submitted this stuff for approval. And then like, um, like a few minutes later, it was just on the website. I'm like, okay, well, I guess they're not like, there's nobody at Christian Mingle evaluating whether this shit makes any sense. No, no. They just want to make sure it's not, not there's, it's not full of like, I've got Bieber fever. I've got Bieber fever over and over again or something. I, I mean that do they, they just probably look for like six, six, six devil. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, my, I've got Satan I mean, fever. I've got Satan fever. Does know me well enough to know that like, it's mostly about <laughs> the Satan, devil. Yeah. <laughs> Um, boy, yeah, though, like, that's, you know, and it, like, it's all like, well, boy, if you sign up for premium membership, you'll be able to see the message that this woman sent you, like, ugh. Yeah. Wow. Blech. So, and do you think that that is them with their own robots responding to people? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Isn't that what came out about that Ashley Madison thing yeah. was that the, most of the women on Ashley were Madison f- were most actually just like to, like, five five nines you know yeah. were employees of the place like well it was just it was somebody writing people who were being may not even be a to woman. pretend to be women yeah yeah. It, <clears throat> yeah 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 man pretty gross i still get spam in my spam folder from ashley madison being 100 percent privacy guarantee you know oh like, wow man you need huh. to update your like maybe that's spam. just queued up yeah. for the past yeah. year like <laughs> right it's just been sitting in buffers on mail servers <laughs> for years i had a, a like after the the iowa uh caucus i guess i had a this sort of intense spam series from all things trump related uh, like oh yeah it's 20 like different your, spam your, your emails Twitter from post. different trump related i feel like causes. some algorithm somewhere identified you as being on the fence about whether you support donald trump for president or not. god yeah i'm definitely on that fence <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i feel like we all need to get on the fence between here and canada just in case <laughs> right. that happens yeah. <laughs> you know what it's nice and cold in canada i love this country so much that I will not move to Canada, even if Donald Trump is elected president. That's that's real love. I'm way too lazy to <laughs> yeah. move to Canada. That's, that's, I haven't even same really. Most couples don't break up. I haven't even really moved to California yet. <laughs> I'm too lazy. To I think I still get all of my mail in Arizona. Take. <laughs> to move to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Or California. Do they? I'm too lazy to finish the sentence. That's it. I'm moving to. <laughs> do they? Uh, do they have like? 
laws about whether you can stay in Canada for a long time or will you get deported the same way well, you, you apply as a refugee? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you went from California to Canada, you might be just living everywhere alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Arizona, California, Canada. There was that brief stint in Cameroon. Dubai. <laughs> no, Djibouti, Dubai. Uh, Europe. Djibouti, Djibouti. Doc, Dr. Europe. Earth. Djibouti, Dr. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Jim. Uh, I've just been high on life. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, do, but I, I, you know, just just writing corn stories all weekend. Yeah, that's, 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 wow, you uh, really have been. God, you really, really have been. And you're so you you I, are intimidatingly good at. I've it. I've been like just giggling at my own jokes and saying things like, "Oh, I'm a genius" to myself. Like <laughs> April's been really weirded out by it. Like, have you been reading like, them to her? A, a few, but most you, sh- you need you need a British accent. Oh yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Try it again. Okay. All right. That's a good idea. But yeah, like this is this is me like Ta- I, you're tapping into something you didn't know you had. Yeah. No. And I'm worried I'm gonna run out. Like I'm worried that this is like shortening my lifespan. Like you could have been writing content for Kingdom of Loathing the entire time, Jim. Well, that's the like. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Muscling yeah. in on my turf. Hmm. Well, yeah. that, that's actually like that's legitimately my concern. Like you've been doing this game for like ten years, 13. and I've been writing corn stories for two days. <laughs> and like, okay, it's good so far, but what about day three when I run out of ideas? <laughs> to be fair, you've been writing corn stories for seven days. <clears throat> oh, you're right. It's been a week. Point. Yeah, it's been a week. Since See, and it just it just the time the time. Okay, just what about drags. day eight when okay. I run out of ideas? <laughs> okay, I. I think that I'm actually gonna make corn stories happen. You already registered the domain. Yeah, name. I, I thought it was a done deal. You, you didn't a, get cornstories.cool. I did not get cornstories.cool, <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, whatever. Some some competitor corn stories podcast by that. <laughs> oh man! But they don't have they don't have our secret weapon. They don't have Jim Crawford. It's true. <laughs> the the the. Oh, God, you're like the Leonardo da Vinci of writing f- fictionalized joke stories about the band Corn. Oh man, what an what an analogy! Leonardo da Vinci was a member of Corn. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Their first tour bus was a corkscrew helicopter. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin, what have you been up to? Uh, just working and playing the witness. That's that has been my life for the past week. Riff, what about you? Uh, working and playing the witness and <laughs> editing uh, editing episodes for my Dark Souls two. Oh That's yeah, my... how's so? Let me let me step back for a second. So you, how far are you in the actual game uh, in real in the real world? I'm. Let's see. I have killed four bosses in the actual game. And then, how far is the in in the feed of videos? In, in the feed, I am maybe two weeks away from week and a half away from get from killing the first boss. Oh wow. shit! Okay. Yeah, it, this this uh, 
I am pretty certain that the feed will be continuing for more than a year and possibly nearly two years. <laughs> That's awesome. Like yeah, how, a, how long is the average episode? Um, <laughs> they, it's extremely variable. I have had one episode yeah. that is less than a minute long and I have had a, maybe a half a dozen episodes that were in the vicinity of half an hour long. Okay. Generally, it's been like, uh, generally, it's like I get caught in one place and die there a ton of times and then break through that and get to explore an entire new area. So it'll be like two weeks of one minute videos of me dying in the same place, followed by like a half an hour of all new stuff when I finally that's get an, through that. That's an interesting... Um equivalence to the the actual feeling of playing that game where yeah, you feel yeah. stuck for a long time and suddenly you break through and you seal a whole bunch of stuff at once yeah is it because you you learn how the thing you are fighting works or you develop a skill as a player or like sort of all of that it's 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 learning how to fight that guy correctly and uh which is both learning his pattern, but also getting good at reacting to it. And just, uh, and well, and eventually, because it's Dark Souls 2, and Dark Souls 2 has the despawning mechanism, if it goes on for too long, that guy just stops showing up. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, even if you don't kill him? Uh, yeah, af in, in Dark Souls 2. After you have killed a guy 12 times, he stops reappearing. No, oh. I'm saying, I was saying even if you don't oh, oh, kill him. No. I mean, so, that, so, like, that. what I mean is, if I'm dying because the third guy always kills me, eventually I won't have to fight the first two guys anymore. So right. I have a much better chance at getting past the third guy. Kevin, I think that you would really, really get into Dark Souls. <sighs> that sounds terrifying. I, I, I definitely recommend Dark Souls 2. I, I it's, Having played it's 2, really I couldn't get into 1 because it's a little... It's that little bit clunkier from being, like, a couple of years older. But uh, I think I 2 was really good. Demon Souls. Hmm. <laughs> is, that not, is that not worth looking at? No, I, I don't you, know. You I'm definitely want to start in the Dark Souls series. Really? Or yeah. Bloodborne. Or yeah, Bloodborne. Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah, Bloodborne is super good. Demon Souls is pretty hard to go back to, um, and I wouldn't recommend someone play that before playing uh, the one of the Dark Souls. I, I would recommend starting with one. Well, so but would I also would? Would you? Is there any kind of narrative continuity between no. them? No, no, just thematic continuity. But but they had to restart because uh, they lost the like Sony IP owns. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's even that. Is there? Riff, is there narrative continuity between Dark Souls 1 and 2? Only arguably. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. There, it, that It's a matter of much debate as to whether the area of land in Dark Souls 1 is also in Dark Souls 2 thousands of years later. I mean, Dark Souls 2 obviously takes place in a much wider area of land, but there is a possibility that the place that was Dark Souls 1 is, like... A subsection of that land but right. in dark souls 2 if that's true is taking place thousands of years later kevin when you say <laughs> it's terrifying do you mean 
getting into Dark Souls sounds the, the time sink. Like there oh, are so yeah. many other things that I already want to do. Like the idea of another thing. That- well, let me let me put it to you this way. You will want to do this more. <laughs> that's, that, that's bad, though, right? Like, well, it's not to future you. <laughs> yeah, well, so that just assumes that my desires are actually in line with what's good for me, which is not, if history is any I, kind of indication, I, I, I would argue that <laughs> I would argue that uh, fluency with Dark Souls is actually very good for a game designer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. It, yeah. Huh. That's that is that is the first compelling scary kind of argument. <laughs> even, well, even if you bounced off of it after four or five hours, those four or five hours would be good for you. The, you, could, you could also just um, well, not just, but you could also also <laughs> <laughs> listen to uh, Gary and Cole recently did an episode of their Bonfireside Chat um, podcast where they. They they were it's a live episode where they were giving a talk at a game design game design conference in Ohio, and and it's about like exactly what it is that From does right in the Soul oh, series. Oh yeah, it, it was makes it just so like a it's just a bunch of like here's a bunch of things that Dark Souls does that devs should know about. Oh, huh. Huh, I would really like to listen to that. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah, actually yeah. Really, yeah, they I were can... they were at Kosai. I wonder if they went on the adventure at Kosai. Oh, fuck, we should talk mm-hmm. about it if they did. God. I, t- I I definitely told him when I found out that they were giving that talk. I was like, "Dude, you should go do the adventure at Kosai." I really hope that they did. I hope they did it together. That, like, it's weird Gosh, though because like my heart thinking of old old Gary and Cole just <laughs> traipsing along those walkways <laughs> you, and digging through that sand and you learning do to it. translate those sigils. You do yeah. it, and then you like you like you budget a certain amount of time for it, and then you like you're like, oh, good, ah, we we, fi- we finished we finished early. Oh, and then I just like, figured out where the other two hundred puzzles in this <laughs> yeah. on this fucking island are. Uh. Uh, so the the episode is called "Special Lessons from Lordran," and it came out on November twenty fifth, twenty ninth. Do you remember about how spoily that is? I don't feel like they particularly spoiled anything i also I don't, don't feel like knowing sure. anything about dark souls would spoil it for a kevin okay or for a, i mean or it sounds like me. so much of it is like how do i fight this dude which you can't really spoil well it's and it, it's it's, it's the story about, is all like held in item descriptions and stuff yeah. like it's the the story is is insinuated more than told yeah like it's just a weird, super bleak, unforgiving world that is not really all that big. <laughs> but that, that the 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 gameplay like empowers players in ways that a lot of games don't consider. Yep. It's not like you level up and your stats improve and that makes you do more damage and stuff, but not like really. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it's got a much wider skill gap between the beginner and the expert than any other game I've like. I, I can't think of another game that is willing to have that large a skill gap. Aside from like games like yeah, roguelikes. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say NetHack, but Spelunky's another good example. And just it's also really good at not not holding your hand and being willing to like, for example, Bloodborne. Fully half the areas in the game and half the bosses are optional, and some of them are super hidden. And if you don't find them, From Software is fine with that. 
Yeah. Is that just because they know that they have a player base that is excited about finding stuff like that? Or is, does it serve a narrative point purpose? Like, well, it serves the thematic purpose of, of the idea that the game doesn't care about you. The world doesn't care about you. The world doesn't care about you. Whereas in most games, you are the most important person in the right. world, and the game makes that clear. Hmm. Okay. Wait. You you really should. God damn it. it I mean, you, you will just one one like you know what we should do? We should just do Dark Souls one as an assignment one week. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Like I would I, I would I like stand to stand to play it again. I would like. I mean, you could play it again for a week. You could play. No, yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't have to to finish it, right? Yeah, but I, I, I should probably give it another try just to give it its due. You know. And then I just won't show up that week, and you guys can just have a soundboard of me from the episode of Bonfire Side Chat where I talked (laughs) about the first like eight hours of Dark Souls One. (laughs) Do you guys want to do some listeners' mails? Sure. Yes. Alistair says, so Hearthstone is stealing KOL's rotating standard format idea. Any thoughts on what you'll do once you sue Blizzard for millions? Any thoughts on the change to Hearthstone other than it was inevitable? So, I mean, they they stole the that format conceit from Magic the Gathering the same as Kingdom of Loathing stole it from. So my honest, my honest to God initial reaction to that was, fuck, should I just buy all the early adventure stuff? Because, like, what if I want to play that someday? I So... For those who aren't already following, for those of you who don't already, just subscribe to Ben Broad's <laughs> YouTube channel <laughs> right. and just hang on his every word. Uh, Hearthstone is moving in like March or April to a format where the latter, the like, they're, div- they're, monthly split, they're splitting the competitive ladder. scene is yeah. only cards from the last year. Only, only the base cards and cards for, is it two years? Yeah, two and cards years. from the last two years. So the first couple of expansions, those cards will fall out of, of that format. There is a wild format that's basically Magic's legacy or, or unlimited or whatever. And it will have a ladder. Like I think it's, it's still, will a play, it? yeah. The, what, what, it, what, at least what I read or garnered from what I read, if it's not accurate, is that it, they'll be just, they'll just have two separate ladders, two separate competitive scenes. So you, like, people who just want to play that way can, but it seems like most of the serious players will just do standard. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, because <clears throat> I think that's the one that they'll incentivize, and that's the one that the esports events will focus on and stuff. And, and also, that's the one that will just be a better game, because they won't, like, right now, there are there are cards from the next Remes expansion, which was the first one, and cards from Goblins versus Gnomes, which was the second one, that you basically just have to put in every deck because oh, they're like they are so good that they basically belong in every deck. Like there, there is Piloted Shredder, which is a card that is it's a four mana, four three creature that when it is killed summons a random two mana cost creature from your deck or just no just from the game wow and they so a lot of what they were doing there was trying to add some randomness into the mix to just kind of mix things up but like the fact that that is like already a pretty good value for what it costs and then it's just the secondary like basically additional card that sometimes is really amazing like i don't know i might be wrong about why this is good in the meta but basically like if you look at 
deck lists online, almost all of them have this card in it. There's a card called Dr. Boom, which is, he costs seven mana to play. He is a seven, seven. And when you summon him, he also summons two boom bots, which are one ones that when they die, they do two to three damage to a random opponent. So it's basically like you get a big guy that's a pretty big guy that can kill some other dudes. And then you also get these things that are just a bunch of damage. They're, they're units that you can move and attack other guys with, right? Like, say so you get for this one card, you get three things that you can suddenly have in play on the next turn. And even if they kill them on your turn, on their next turn, before you get to use them, they still just are going to hit something on the other side. And like that card is just so good that it's in almost every deck. You can totally understand why they want that stuff to fall out. The thing that I did not see in the official announcement, but that everybody is all head up about, including you apparently, is that they're going to stop selling the... They're, they're, they're going to stop selling the old. They're reserving the right to maybe someday bring it back. Single players, yeah. Like, all, but like all the cards that fall out, they're also just going to stop selling that content. Hearthstone has two kinds of expansions. There are the adventures, and then there are the expansions. And the adventures are like you over the course of a few weeks, you get access to all of these single player challenges against these weird bosses, and then when you beat this boss, you get a you get a card. And so those sets are everyone gets all of these cards. Yeah. And then there are expansions that are just, you can buy a pack of cards from this expansion and there are a bunch of, you know, some of them eventually become important in the metagame. But I, you know, it was inevitable, especially in a game that is releasing as much stuff as quickly as Hearthstone is. I really wonder how much of this stuff was already there when they launched you know like how many of these expansions had they already made all the cards for at launch at launch i don't think i don't think they had more than one or two so i mean one or two is half of them potentially right so oh i well okay that's a good question like, like i think they're doing this stuff way ahead of time yeah i mean i don't know that i don't know how far ahead though because i feel like they're also being pretty reactive yeah to the, the other thing in that, the metagame or whatever. The other thing that's upsetting people is that when they launch this standard format, they're going to do a balance pass on the classic cards. Oh, wow. Which probably just means nerfing a lot of stuff that is going to really upset people. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, doesn't that. I mean, I guess it's that's going to upset. I mean, sure, it upsets all the people who got all their deck lists online but all the people who's who are interested in devising new decks that seems like you get to do that again isn't that the fun bit i'm guessing that they'll also have that like that weird amnesty period where they let you buy cards at a discount you, like you can just sort of disassemble cards and buy cards at a discount or whatever, mm. which is a thing that they did in the past. Oh yeah. When they nerf a card, they're like, you can get basically a full refund. Like, like if this card is a rare, you can disenchant it for enough dust to buy any other rare. Yeah. Mm. Um, which I thought was a really generous. And yeah. Clever, that's super. Clever. And that's a very clever way for them to like, you know, cause that currency is basically free for them. And that, just generates so much goodwill. Yeah. But I mean, they're only 
two years in and already having like balance growing pains. Like <laughs> it's, I can, I can empathize 13 years into a game. <laughs> when I say that I only played the witness, I, I mean, like basically I'm always playing Hearthstone. Huh. Like I do the daily quest in Hearthstone every day. Oh wow. Like I play enough Hearth- I like I play enough Hearthstone that I do all of the dailies all of the time. How so long like does that the- take you? Um if you had to guess. I would say that on average I probably play 3 or 4 games of Hearthstone a day and each of them takes between 5 and 10 minutes. Are the dailies games that you that you play with other players? They are Could you play them against an AI? Uh, no. You the, have to the, play them against Yeah, them. the quests always have to be played against real players, but often, like, you can you can do quests in a tavern brawl, which is often the fun way to do it, or in ranked or non-ranked play, but it has to be against another player. So this is a way in which they incentivize people playing games against each other as opposed to the yeah i mean the the ai is also not as interesting there is a normal ai that it's basically practice mode like they they have not made a good ai for you to play against okay and the single player stuff in the adventure packs is like as the same thing over and over again so like you basically like once you figure out the trick you can probably just beat it every time okay so it's not it's not super replayable Huh. They are, they are so fun though. Like the class challenges in every new adventure pack, where it's like, all right, here's a here's a thing. Like you are a hunter using this specific deck, and they just set up a match that's designed to draw attention to like a new way that they are anticipating this will allow hunters to play, or they're just like weird and fun. Like, what if your deck was all this one card? Right. What would that be like? Like the the ones that do crazy random stuff, like that's really interesting. Uh, Joe says, "Yo, hot dog dicks! Do you guys read Earthworld? Do you read any other web comics? If any, what are your favorites? And are comics stupid pictures for man babies?" I read XKCD. Yeah, yeah. The, the the two that I still read on a regular basis are XKCD and Saturday Morning Bre- Breakfast yeah, Cereal, which is. I eventually drifted away from Saturday morning breakfast cereal. Hmm. I read XKCD, Chainsaw Suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still read Penny Arcade. Yeah. Do you? I, that. Um, I don't yeah. read Penny Arcade, but I listen to the podcast where they write mm. the strip, oh. <laughs> which is consistently funnier and more interesting than the strip itself. When I actually go look at the result, it's often like, huh. they that was not nearly... the process of writing the script this Yeah, strip every it's great. Day. No, 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 no. It's like once a week they have one of these. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's awesome. Um, huh. I just read the comics that are in my RSS reader that were like the comics that I was reading four years ago when I signed up for this RSS. Like whenever Google Reader shut down and I had to start paying for an RSS reader. Uh, Buttersafe. Buttersafe. Uh, I, I just want to. Super Mega. <laughs> I just want to add that oh, like. Check Super Mega. Listening to uh, Penny Arcade have terrible opinions. Mm-hmm. On a podcast, it's so much more humanizing than reading them write their terrible opinions. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You mean this- like terrible opinions about a particular video game or like, like terrible opinions about women? Uh, like what what flavor? Of- I, I, I remember there's this particular episode where like uh, 
Gabe really gives Tycho a hard time for reading a feminist blog. Wow. Yeah. That sort of thing. And he just like consistently has this issue, like not, not consistently like every episode, but like probably every five or six episodes, there's this like not necessarily something harmful, but like he shows, uh, a significant a like lack flaw. of mm. lack of like empathy. uh self awareness or empathy okay about about like a particular group that of is, people that, that's a that is a much nicer way to yeah these are recent yeah. episodes i had i had kind of heard that he'd been learning I, I, he's recently, I, I, I think he's learned to the extent that like he just keeps his mouth shut about certain issues as opposed okay. to like believes anything different which is improvement. Yeah. Of a sort. Our chicken writes, You guys have mentioned Max Tempkin for his Star Trek viewing guides. Have you played his recent board game, Secret Hitler? I I have not. I haven't. I, like, I'm not... I I would be willing to give it a go. I've heard that it's pretty decent as far as that genre of game goes. Like, honestly, the... Evoking... Hitler just for the sake of shock value. Like, I mean, it offends my just... sensibilities not because I think it is offensive to invoke Hitler, but because I think it is offensive to your sensibilities <laughs> to deliberately. I think it it is offensive to my sensibilities to deliberately invoke something to be offensive. But I mean, that mm-hmm. is that yeah. is just more cards against humanity, right? Which I like, fucking hate. I know, for but that like reason, like it, it's I just ignore the ignore the like branding and see if the game is any good. You know? uh, okay, fair enough. I mean, also cards against humanity, the game is not good. Right. Right. So I mean, and Secret Hitler might be. I also, you know, I'm played Slap 45, like, which the, the, he only has his name on as a publisher. Like, I don't have a problem with him. He seems fine. He's a little brusque, but. Yeah. What, you're going to say something? Well, so, like, you can't just reduce games to their mechanics because the, the theming is important. Um, but also, there so many so many games are only really good because of the way that people play them. Right, like, because like apples to apples is a terrible game, but I have had a bunch of fun playing it with friends that make it a fun time. Right, right, and so I feel like it's, and I'm wondering whether like there are a bunch of games that we've played recently that we really enjoyed, like Code Names. Although everybody is fucking in love with Code Names, so maybe that isn't a good example. But like, I could imagine a situation like, where that. So, so like, The Resistance is a good example. Yeah, we we fell in love with The Resistance. And that is not a super accessible game. Yeah. But we fell in love with it for a lot of the same reasons that people fall in love with code names. Right. Yeah. And you, you, like you play it, you play a particular game with a really strong group of people. And I think you're much more willing to, to play that in the future, even if it doesn't end up being as fun or whatever. Right. Like it's, it's hard to judge games in, in sort of a, a vacuum without, Without the like multiple playthrough context that some people are just never going to give a game. You know? I'm not saying I won't play this game because of the stupid Hitler branding and the, like because I feel like the it's also like stupid stupid so. Hitler. <laughs> yeah. They did you know they did they did this just like carpet bombing of podcast advertising, mm. which seemed like it was just calculated to make the people on all of the podcasts that I listen to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and that also oh, huh. made me like, 
fucking, like, don't, like, just don't. You know, and I'm not saying like, I'm never going to like, if we were at a party and somebody was like, Hey, do you want to play secret Hitler? I would say, yes, let's play secret Hitler, but I'm not going to seek it out because I've, I've found the marketing around it to, to just be annoying to me. Is it a Saturday or Sunday? You're allowed to play your S games. <laughs> I just want to tell a Max Temkin story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was at like. While I was doing the the Kickstarter, my Frog Fractions 2 Kickstarter, um, I met Max Temkin at a giant bomb party at GDC, and I asked for his help writing uh, Kickstarter Simulator, which is a game that I was making to promote the Kickstarter, and he... Was it Clickstarter? I, I don't get it. Is that a, is that a joke? Is that a pun? No, no, it's fine. Go okay. <laughs> uh, and he helped Thanks me out. Thanks for helping Jim tell his story, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know about me and my pun blindness. Uh, and he helped me out. That's the whole story. Blindness. Like he, uh, what, huh? Did you say something? Uh, I was there, Riff. I, I was there. I just decided not to say it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> So he helped you out and it was, and he was a nice guy about it. Yeah. I, well, and like the way he helped me out was like, he will, I gave him the scenarios I was in, in, the, I had in the current game. And he was like, well, the obvious next thing is like, try this. And he described to me like what ended up being the third scenario in the game. And it was just like, well, yeah, that's what like anybody who thinks about comedy would think of. But I was just too tired to think of comedy. Right. So like he helped me out in the most mundane way possible. Uh, but that, that, yeah, that's my Max Temkin story. Thanks, Max. <laughs> I'm sure he listens to this podcast. He might. I don't know. I played a board game with him that the third guy that we were playing with was playtesting at this event because he was trying to convince Max to publish it. Oh. And that must have been fun. It was fine, but, but I mean, Max was just like, I think this is bad. I think that this part of the game is bad. Like, he was just very, he was just very like, all right, I can see why a lot of people would leave a conversation with this guy thinking he was kind of a dick, but like, he obviously just wanted the game to be better. He was like, if this was better, I would publish it, and these are the ways that I think that you could make it better. And it's like, all right, I mean, that's fine. Like, I, like, I could definitely like he's a guy that I could definitely imagine working with and it would be fine. Right. Because you just like, all right, well, this is how we're interacting, I guess. Like I, nobody's bringing their feelings with them. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some shit done. So, OK. Right. But it doesn't surprise me that he's gets embroiled in controversies because that's it. You know, th- there are like ways of being effective that also make you very unlikable. Do you guys want to talk about the assignment? Yes. Jonathan did we play Blow. anything else? A lot of people don't just, like Jonathan Blow. The, I played a game. It was pretty cool. Oh, did you play a game that was cool? Uh, it's called The Witness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, uh, so I, I did this. I, I played a game uh, because I was guesting on Abject Suffering, uh, which I think goes live Monday, in case you guys want to oh, check that like out. spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, I asked them if it was okay. Like, they were, last week, they were very, Does it like, go live to, like, the plebs on Monday? Oh. Like, is it already, is it already in our special Patreon feed? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know what day of the week it goes up to the, the insiders. Um, 
Uh, yeah, no, I asked them if it was okay if I, t- if I talked about it because last week they were very cagey about what was happening next week. And that turned out just to be because they hadn't like nailed down the timing with me. So and they wanted to make sure before they announced me. Um, I played, uh, the Bethesda's The Terminator, uh, which is an open world, uh, game from 1990. Okay. Like the, very much the predecessor to like both. Grand Theft Auto and like you know Elder Scrolls stuff. That was pre Arena, right? Yep. That was pre Daggerfall. Yep, it was post Arena, pre Daggerfall. Was it post Arena? <clears throat> I thought Arena was like eighty eight. Oh, well, please look that up. I want to know. Um, Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. No, this was like as, about as primitive as an open world game can be, and still like feel like a world. Like they had a map of LA in it, but. Everything is extreme. Whoa, what? Daggerfall was 96. Wow, I'm hella wrong. Well, what's what's Arena? 94. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Damn. Yeah, 1990. The whole thing shifted by like six years. <laughs> um, yeah, 1990 is super early for an open world game. And like, if you've played like a Grand Theft Auto, this is incredibly clunky. Like, it feels more like a, a flight sim like a flight sim, except you're walking around. Is it first person? It's first person. <clears throat> like you, uh, I have wanted for so long a video. Like, you know, what would be fucking awesome is a Skyrim that was just set in the future of the Terminator where you, the mach- you the just like machine. little oh, bands could, of. Yeah, that would be really good. Resistance dudes like with fucking killer robots everywhere. I wonder if they still have the Terminator license. They were making a few of those games. They, nobody's ever made it like other than the arcade light gun game which in retrospect or like if you actually showed up to the arcade with like 20 bucks played all the way through it what about the matrix video game that's not the terminator but i'm saying it is a war of the machines well right but it's not the Terminator. i mean like my point was nobody's ever made a good terminator game okay there's that one gremlins nes game (laughs) it's a pretty good terminator (laughs) game i guess but I'm sorry. I sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're walking around flight sim, but but it, a human. Like, yeah, you, you walk human. up to a car and the little prompt says, press W to get in the car. So you press W. And then, like, it doesn't tell you this, but you have to, like, you push S to start the car. <laughs> they they map the uh, gear shift to the uh, home home and island. So, like, you have to push <laughs> home to put the car in drive. Okay. And then you, you like accelerate with the up arrow and steer with left and right you can't reverse with down because you have to put the car in reverse and you push up to go backwards um okay and like did it come with a keyboard overlay like when you bought this game oh actually did it come with a keyboard overlay in like 1982 i pirated this game so i have no idea but 1990 was still keyboard overlay territory yes it was for sure Like where you would get a big cardboard like a cardstock thing yeah. that you put over your keyboard i don't know it's if it had one of those it, it's totally plausible though like it needs had one. little arrows pointing at the keys with labels for what they did yeah in this game it came with a custom keyboard yeah <laughs> all keyboards were the same though like it was all model m's like or keyboards that were exactly the same as model m's like it wasn't it wasn't until the like the only letter they had was yeah just m m m m m m m m it was in the big shape of a big m it it has like a you push P to open the phone book, which you apparently have with you at all times. <laughs> and like you get the coordinates of like, oh, there's a sporting goods store. You go there, you can like 
I don't know how you ever get money. Like I never once got money, even like when I played this when I was a kid. But you can also just steal things from the store. So you can steal like a sweatshirt and a can of dog food, and like. <laughs> can you craft them together? I was about to say because you're gonna make a good weapon out of the two. Of I them. don't know what this like. I feel like the sweatshirt is probably for something. I didn't know what the dog food was for until I saw a let's play where someone like opened the can of dog food and a dog familiar spawned and apparently it like barks when the terminator is nearby wow um, the depth of simulation in this game is kind of incredible huh. like it's it's incredibly deep in some respects but then like or rather broad i should say it's broad as opposed to deep um and you, you know you push enter to fire your gun it's terrible first person shooter controls um I mean, they just hadn't figured it out. Yeah, no, they they were inventing it all. Yeah, um, I really just recommend the like that, like getting this game to run in DOSBox is actually a huge pain. Um, but I recommend people go seek out a a let's play on YouTube because it's super interesting. Like what the degree to which people cared about this? Like they recreated the opening title sequence with the with the two halves of the Terminator title, like scrolling and overlaying with one another and like the opening credits appearing over that. Um, they recreated that in, you know, EGA vector art. Can you could just do a Skyrim mod that was just a skin that turns all the Draugr oh. into T-800s and the dragons into the hunter killer, Drugs. like helicopter. Yeah. And you could and get a bunch of clips of you skulls. describing cocktails and, <laughs> <laughs> but like you just you just sort of make the yeah you make the snow into ash and the like yeah the the replace all the buildings with burned out buildings kill most of the NPCs like you could definitely do a Skyrim total conversion it that would just, just be made Skynet Skynet <laughs> fuck wow. get on this somebody email uh, that guy wow. who made the 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 Jick companion mod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you doing for the next 40 years? (laughs) Yeah. God, let's do a Kickstarter. Let's do a Kickstarter for a Skyrim. No, for a Skyrim total conversion mod. Like, how much, how much? (sighs) A million dollars. A million dollars. We could do it. The four of us could do it for a million (laughs) dollars. Huh. There's a lot of skills we'd have to learn. Yeah, but we challenges, got... challenges, and obstacles. We don't know how to do yeah, this. Yeah, we have yet. no idea how Skyrim modding works. <laughs> but okay, so you're the one, who, Zach. You do art for yeah. Kingdom of Loathing. You could do all the textures. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can write um, some good screams. Uh-huh. Some barks. Uh-huh. I'll choose a good font. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll only take five months and it still won't be done. I, uh, <clears throat> we could probably li- spend part of the million on a class of, for how to, uh, how for to how to choose a font, <laughs> how to choose a font in less than five months. I, Kevin, for those of you who don't understand this hilarious joke that Kevin is making at his own expense, uh, five months ago, I, I gave Kevin a Trello card. Uh, Trello is a task tracking software for teams for um, teams <laughs> that's for teams. the same thing yep. uh, and I was like please choose a font for our video game and that was five months ago and there is still I have not been looking at fonts Twello is the one for not queens not like non-stop for five months but I have definitely been looking at fonts 
You guys, the witness. Rosewood is pretty good. <laughs> sure. I suggested papyrus. Comic sure. Sans. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've, I, I've got a, I've got a leading. So there's contender. definitely a checkbox that's like best font mode, which puts the game in Arial because <sighs> Arial is the best font. So bad. <laughs> I am so glad that I do not have whatever gland. It, it, it like makes most people realize that Arial is a bad font because it's a fucking good font. Look at it. You can just read it. You can just see every letter. Every, it's all. It's legible. Yeah. It's totally legible. It's a legible font. That is that is definitely a thing it has going for it. <laughs> what the, the fuck text. else is a font for? It's for being pretty. Yeah. You should take a look at uh, Rosewood. Uh-huh. <laughs> what does Rosewood? What does Rosewood look like? It's it's like a. It makes me think of actually. You probably you you actually probably should care about Rosewood and might even be using it already in West of Loathing. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, it's like the it's like the um, like old timey, like medicine show ad font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a font that I used as a joke as for like placeholder textures in Gunhouse. And okay, Brandon just loved it and kept it and like every. It made all the, 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 the themed the game around that font. And like the result is just to my eyes, incredibly ugly, but you know, <laughs> just do an image search for Rosewood font. The first image is this block of text that says wiser man, zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, exclamation point, pound sign, dollar sign, box of tricks, sugar, question mark, queen and country. This is. This is a good square of text. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a I'm, this 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 square of text like creates way more questions than it answers. <laughs> it even has a question mark in it. Sugar, yeah. sugar, sugar. It's the dark, the dark souls of text squares. <laughs> dark- <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I'm enjoying the witness. Yeah. So what, I have uh, never. I have never been so enchanted by a game followed by just getting so angry and just storming away from a game in disgust <laughs> as I have with this game. We we should try to have some spoil like a couple minutes of spoiler-free discussion yeah. and then just like yep. spoiler-tastic and and at the point where we get into spoilers I'll I'll edit in a timestamp of how far ahead you can go. So, well, um can I start by clearing up what was probably super confusing to people listening to last week's show when I yes. when I sort of mumbled about there being part of it that I didn't like. Uh, what I meant was is that I I I super love the visual design. I think the the exploration is super fun. I think the puzzles are really thoughtfully designed and really good. What I don't like I don't like the fact that there is no narrative and I super don't like what it has instead of a narrative. Yeah. The like, the like sort of spoken. It's got word. some audio logs. Yeah. Like it's audio logs some... that are like quotes from humanist scientists and philosophers. Yeah. And there's some like hidden video clips the... of, of lectures from similar and just one. And I was like, man, this is really pretentious and pointless. I, th- I think I can get this idea across without spoilers, and it's something I want. It's a little bit like feels like it should be deeper into the discussion, but um, in Braid, um, 
one of the things that Jonathan Blow tried to do with that, like I was reading about his intent, um, is that he tried to convey, he invented a set of rules and then tried to convey them to the player what is interesting about these rules through a series of obstacles that the player, like, you have to learn things about uh, how this world works in order to... Um, in order to pass the the uh, to, you, you're proving that you understand the rules basically by solving these puzzles. They're like the time alteration. In yeah, the, and the the rules in the braid are rules about time and gravity, and as a result, they feel grounded in reality and like you are learning something meaningful about reality because you know you're you're. You're thinking about time. Time is a concept you actually deal with in real life and can have insights about. In The Witness, it does the same thing with like abstract block puzzles, line puzzles, and it does, it does a really good job teaching you these rules implicitly and you learn them yourself and without it ever like tutorializing. Um, and ostensibly it's doing the same thing, but it's doing them with a, with a rule set that is, utterly like unrelated to anything that you'll ever deal with in your life well you say that and starting starting next week there's going to be like a series of locks and keys that are all just based on yeah, just the, ipads and that's, hanging and from that's, trees that's how people yeah. that's how people get from place to place anymore <laughs> yeah yeah and like that that disconnect between like not only does do the puzzles have nothing to do as far as i can tell with the world mm-hmm. except where they're like connected through some arbitrary rule set um they also have nothing to do with anything and that's my like even though i'm really enjoying this game still you know i i i finished it a few hours ago finished in the sense of like got the first steam achievement right um i and i'm probably going to keep playing it to find out what what is left because there's apparently a lot left um i i still don't really yeah, there's a whole basically second game that you don't know about. That's the, I, I we need it's to get to, really, we need, when, once we get to the spoiler part. I really want to talk about that because yeah, I, we have to hear everyone's scores. So yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jim's is zero. Well, no, I've got three hundred. Right, Jim has no. Jim has nothing puzzles, after the plus sign. There's no plus. Like there's Jim, no plus oh. sign. I don't even know what Jim that means. Jim did not discover a, the whole I second. Didn't, I didn't game. discover that. I figured that would start <clears> right near the end. And that I figured that would like start crazy. after the ending or yeah. something. I don't know. You can you I, can start doing it like immediately. Immediately. In, All right. In fact, and, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I I got it weirdly like I like when I started playing The Witness, it was I had taken I had taken a Tuesday off because I worked on Sunday and I took Tuesday off to play The Witness, and so I was playing and almost no one else on my Steam friends list was playing, but David Bass apparently also took the day off. Friend of the show, David Bass. One of these days, David Bass is going to come to San Francisco. And oh, we'll yeah. Have, we'll have him on the podcast. But uh, it, I was talking to him, and I, we had had, like, remarkably, even though it's a very freeform game, we had, had remarkably similar experiences in our first, like, hour or so. And we, like, both went to the Desert Temple, and we were both, like... I'm not having I'm not having any luck figuring out how these puzzles in the desert temple work and uh and he was like, "Huh, 
I just climbed up onto the top of this temple and I found something really, really amazing. And <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm up there too. And he said, don't come down until you find something really amazing. <laughs> and I said, uh, okay. And then I found the thing, which was like basically the that's second. A, that, that's a really good that's a really good way of being introduced to it, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Like, because it wasn't spoiled. Like, yeah. I don't exactly feel like I discovered it on my own, but I definitely feel like I could have. And, like, sure. I was like, oh, okay, there's something up here, and I'll know it when I see it. Like, that's that's the kind of spoiler that... That's, like, the first sell of the Invisiclues. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It... <clears throat> There, you know, I was not expecting the sort of ancillary creative content in this game to be something that I liked because the, like, books in Braid were, I, I just, like... Did you did you even bother reading them after a while? Or? I did. Okay. But I think it's just because I was a glutton for punishment. I was just like, fuck, what, like, <laughs> this just, it, like... Yeah, I mean, I like, even though I have, the one of them made me super angry. <laughs> do you feel like the Jonathan Blow is trying to espouse his personal philosophy and sort of inject it into other people's lives? Or do you feel like that there is some sort of coherent reason behind of the passages that he chose? I feel like he, those those passages are all about how to how to think about the world and how to live your life and i feel like by being placed in the context of this game he like the implication is that this game is also about how to think about the world and how to live your life and i don't get the connection really like i'm willing yeah. to give him the benefit of the doubt see but, i didn't really get but, the, i didn't really get the connection between like the gameplay mechanics of braid and whatever jonathan blow did to fuck up his relationship with whatever girl that was about like that that game did not teach me anything about how to get along with women <laughs> though that seemed to be what that game was about if you read the text in it oh and also it did not allow me to invent the atom bomb. Oh, I did that. So like it got that weird. I'm not sort joking. Of like, I actually oh, did the, that. This in that game, game was about both of these things. Yeah. But like what, what, what was interesting to me about that, about was the puzzles in braid, like not, not, not the puzzle puzzles, but like the jigsaw puzzles, every single one of them depicted Tim, I think was the name of the protagonist, mm -hmm. uh, drinking or being around alcohol. And I wasn't oh, sure. I like, I noticed that. Is that, is the idea that Tim's an alcoholic? Because like, I feel like almost everybody I know drinks about that much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I would have, it would not have surprised me at all to find out that Jonathan Blow was a teetotaler. Sure. And like an aggressive, like he strikes me based on everything that I've ever seen him write or say as the kind of guy who would be really like, well, I just don't understand why people feel the need to like alter their perceptions in order to have a good time. Like that kind of nerd. Yeah. Like, and the guy is like obviously way smarter than me. <laughs> and so maybe you should trust his opinions about like, alcohol. So, but I mean, so my being judgmental about the kind of dude that I think he is, is like obviously couched in this like, at at least that flavor of respect for him. Yeah. Right? Like, I could absolutely not do the things that he does. 
But then I saw him at a party. He was just drinking a beer. Oh, so okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. That that's like now he just seems like a guy. <laughs> so like that it that eliminated a lot of that a lot of the 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 flavor that I had applied to him in my head. This when I would encounter text in this game, basically, like in the form of an audio log or in the form of a video clip or whatever, I would just remember like, oh, yeah, this was the guy that chose all the text for Braid. Like, <laughs> well, he wrote that text. The Braid text was actually written by him. And like, you also kind of get the feeling that like by using quotes as text in this game, he's like deflecting criticism. Like no one's I, ever going to criticize Einstein's quotes yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I kind of got the feeling that, like, that he saw or played Talos Principle and said, whoa, these guys got away with including all this philosophical stuff. I'll just put in, I can put all my favorite philosophical uh, interests into my game. Did you feel without, like that was an afterthought? Well, without realizing that what made it, what made the philosophical stuff in Talos Principle good was that there were characters with like sp specific worries and problems talking about the philosophical matters that were important to them in that context. And yeah. Riff, in I've not, this I've game not yet, just completely <clears throat> disconnected from, well, I've not yet played well, Talos Principle. Is, is it, would you say that you enjoyed it or the witness more? <sighs> Yeah, I'm not surprised that you don't have a fast answer for that. Like, I, I think The Witness yeah. is a hundred times the game that Talos Principle is. I huh. think mechanically, The Witness is better. I super enjoyed the story and stuff that happened. I, 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 I liked the stuff that Talos Principle had that The Witness doesn't a lot. Because you, like, 100% in Talos Principle, right? Yeah, yeah. And I could not have been more bored by the story stuff. Like, Can you it was imagine? Like, it's like a weird text adventure <laughs> about wh whether or not anything is real. Can you imagine yourself 100%ing The Witness? I attempted it. Um, I That was my plan. I was going to try and do that. I'm still on, on track for maybe 100%ing all the uh, puzzles without hints. Mm -hmm. But I did eventually have to get a hint for finding the rest of the puzzles. That's 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 the thing. Like I I honestly cannot imagine finding all of the puzzles. Those are the places where I initially had to look at walkthroughs was just not understanding how to get to the next place that I needed to go rather than like not being able to solve a puzzle. Mm -hmm. Should we get to the spoiler? Yeah. 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 I, I was just okay. thinking that. So, you are safe from spoilers if you jump forward 2 <laughs> 5 minutes 4 1 seconds 3 Six, seven, eight, nine, zero. Are you going to just cut that together? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't need an and. And. There you go. <laughs> I imagine I could have found one of those somewhere. <laughs> in the Although, maybe not, because you always, like, it is really remarkable when you actually try to edit audio how hard it is to pull out a indiscreet. single word. Yeah, yeah. An individual word is. Yep. So, so let's, uh, let's stop for a second. I don't want to ruin anything for Jim. Okay. And Jim has not yet oh. gotten anything, I, gotten the plus. I have to go to the stuff. bathroom. Okay. So maybe we can, we can talk about the plus stuff while Jim is in the bathroom. 
and we'll try to not spoil that for him. Do we want to talk about anything before you go to the bathroom? I mean, I because we've all started the end game at least. Because yeah. like I finished, I, I I also got the sort of first ending or whatever. I I didn't, but I I, I asked you today because you didn't start playing this game until yesterday, and you're yeah, like I started 50, playing it last like last hours night. In. Oh yeah. shit! So yeah. I, like <laughs> I finished it overnight. I wanted That's... Kevin to I wanted Kevin to get into the mountain at the end so that he could have played the puzzles that were the thing that like pissed me off to the point where you I just quit playing. playing the game. And I that was a week ago, and I just still have been like, eh, I would rather work than play this game, like. Hmm. There, in in my estimation, the puzzles, and I'm not talking about the the secret puzzles, the secret second game puzzles. Although a hundred percent of them fall into the bad category, just definitionally. <laughs> the puzzles in this game are divided into two categories. One of which is awesome puzzles about learning rules, mm-hmm. and one of which is bullshit puzzles about figuring out where the fuck to stand in this bullshit fucking 3d environment yeah i i was actually into the standing like i would separate it more like i i cared way more about learning the rules than about enacting the rules yeah yeah like the the, that second set of puzzles i haven't even really been thinking them of them as puzzles they're just the They're, environmental collectibles. they are just figuring out where to stand it's like oh, it's, really? it's like a it's like a word All search the, no, or there a, are some yeah there it's are like some a fucking word search <laughs> just go everywhere and look in every direction okay. until yeah. you guys you've are this. talking about the thing i'm from yeah. the bathroom yeah, yeah. for so <laughs> okay. I'll, be, I'll be back shortly there are some that are more complicated than that i found a couple that are not solvable without some sort of state change that I haven't figured out how to implement. So, so like, Riff, right. so, so Jim is out of there. Like, so, like, so there are some that you have to like fucking be on the boat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the, thing, the thing that Jim doesn't know about at the exact moment, there's one that you have to set the boat in motion and not be on it. Okay. So that, okay. So, I was almost sure that there was one of those. Is, there is a set of 200 puzzles mm-hmm. in the witness oh, yeah. that are not puzzles that are on the little tablets that contain the puzzles that are nominally the game. Right. They are shapes are there in the world. For, I thought you said there were 200. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. I was wondering if the, if we have oh. a disconnect here. What are, oh, what's, okay. what are your guys' scores? Do you know offhand? I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, mine is 399 plus 50. Okay. Mine's 503 plus 78 plus 1. What okay. is that plus 1? I'm not so that's, that's, sure. So that's the spoiler bit <laughs> or uh, something? Or, I don't know. So... When I finished the game, having found all the panels I could possibly find, and Wait, then, is the plus one maybe a the, audio log or a collectible or something? No, it, it's not no. audio logs. I found like ten of those. There's a um, when you beat the game and you get the 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 first ending, and it, it mm-hmm. comes back, and the only option it gives you is to start a new game. It puts you back in the you know fort tutorial. There's a, you know, one of the dot and line collectibles that you can get there. Wait, wait. So you started you started over instead of just reloading a save for a moment. Yeah. Okay. Because because it, it it barfed me out in this thing. I I said, well, let me look around here and see if see if I missed any of the circle and line collectibles in Fort Tutorial since I happen to be standing here. Mm-hmm. And before you have opened that first main gate. 
you mm-hmm. can use the sun as a circle to down like the flagpole or whatever it is to un to to get one off of the gate and that's okay. no longer possible after the gate is open so you can't get oh. this one after the game is started after you've gotten out of the tutorial and you're not going to recognize it as a thing until you've gotten out of there probably so so this is a thing that you can get on a first playthrough but you almost certainly won't and when you unlock it instead of the gate going out you know into the rest of the world it opens like a portal into an easter egg area with like i see where, where is like that like like a nice apartment and, yeah with, it's like with a super nice concept art and stuff okay and stuff, so i saw a video i saw a video of a guy who that happened to on his first playthrough oh i bet he was <laughs> surprised but when you when you go through the end of that you get like a second ending with like a real long super weird video of jonathan blow in first person bumbling around his office and when that is over the only option it gives you is to reload a save so i reloaded my original save which put me back at the at the final elevator before starting right. the movie and then i had that extra plus 1 so i th- so maybe it's counting easter eggs or extra endings okay so riff so but i'm not sure <laughs> there is a way so there's another way so there's a way to uh, change the color of one of the clouds in the sky that's what I was wondering about, because there's the one cloud that is gray, yeah. and you can't get that circle line while it's gray, so there must be a way to you, change that. You can't you can change you can change the cloud I've I can change the cloud to white. Huh. Okay. So I haven't yeah. don't, so don't can, tell me so how can, to do that. I don't So I don't can you that. you can you can do it, Riff. Like you have you have done the thing that is what does that. You just haven't, haven't messed realized. with it enough. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um Is it safe? Uh, no, we didn't really. I mean, it is. We didn't. We didn't really talk about it. But it's. This is. I feel like this is a boring podcast. We're we're just talking to each other about this game and not yeah. saying anything about. But but the, the game. thing that I was talking about when I tweeted about two hundred extra puzzles. Yeah. I'm talking about panels. There oh. is a hidden cavern, uh, that contains, like two hundred extra puzzles, pe- puzzle wow. panels, and really? and they are the hardest ones. Yeah. Wow. Not only are there's there's like a timed challenge that you have to do a bunch of a bunch of ones in in order to a timer and the timer is a piece of classical music and I'm not going to say what piece it is because I think it was a really really amazing choice and I don't want to spoil it. Is okay. it the William huh. Tell Overture? No. <laughs> but yeah, and there's there's Is just, it Flight of the Bumblebee? There's a ton of more puzzles down there and finding how to even unlock it is what i eventually had to give up and go get a hint for well so but how did you know that it even existed or did you find the door because i knew that it existed because since i follow i had been following the witness dev blog so i knew there was on the order of like 600 or 650 puzzles and i had only found 440 after scouring that island Okay. Yeah. And also I had found five doors that I couldn't open because the panels to open them were, were on, on the, the other, other side. side. Yeah, I've I've I found a bunch of those yeah. that I'm I, So I I'm knew there was them. somewhere. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out how to get into it. And eventually I looked up a hint that pointed me to where it was and it's one of those things that man, it's like after seeing it, 
I wanted to kick Jonathan Blow in the dick after kicking myself in the dick. <laughs> it's like, if you don't see it, you'll never find yeah, I, it. I feel like if but you want to kick someone in the it, dick... You're like, how the fuck did could, I not find it? Yeah, I feel like if Riff, you want to kick somebody you, in the... Could you just tell us? I, well, I don't want to know. So Kevin doesn't want to know. Kevin's pulling his, I'll, I'll pulling his I'll, ear I'll tell buds you, out. I'll tell you just a little bit, all right? You can't get it until you've unlocked the mountain. And it is... It is somewhere in the mountain. Like if you're going to search for where okay. it is yourself, don't bother leaving the mountain. <laughs> don't try and huh. search the entire island for it. Okay. Well, so I narrow it so, down that much for you. I, Kevin, you're fine now. Okay. I got. So I, I, I just, I gave up in disgust. Like I got stuck on a puzzle, ended up looking at a walkthrough and my response, like, like, this is one of the first times that, th that I can remember this happening in a really long time. I involuntarily, like, pr like before my cognition even had a chance to apply, I just said, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> when I saw the answer to this puzzle. And it was one where. No, was that fuck you directed at the game or at yourself? At the game. Okay. Not at me. Like what other, in other, in other cases, like, so. <clears throat> I had to look at a walkthrough to figure out how to get where I needed to go at one point. It wasn't about solving a puzzle. It was just like, oh, I learned that I had to solve these puzzles to, like, get this ramp to raise or whatever. Like, in the boathouse at the quarry. I just got stuck. Okay. Like, I had solved all I had solved all of these puzzles on the top, like, from a distance. Yeah, that's what I did, too. There were, there were these two puzzles that felt like super difficult optional puzzles that turns out were just part of the progression that I didn't understand. And that, that I just like felt dumb about like most of the time when I look something up, I just felt dumb. Like I should have done this mm -hmm. when I got to the top of the mountain and saw what that, what you had to do to solve that puzzle. I was like, I refuse. I refuse oh, really? to play this game. Well, that wasn't that bad. The, was the, Pretty hard. The one with hard. the statue. Solving. The one with the statue standing on top of the thing. So it's like, it all right, tough, you just have to I figure out. You have to figure out four different ways to solve this, and you have to figure out exactly where to stand in order to make it solvable. Like, yeah, fuck you. That, like, fuck you, game. That is just tedious, and I refuse. The, and then the entire goddamn mountain is just that. Oh, some of those are really interesting. No, though you mean like the last you mean one like, before you exit. The elevator, the one before you do the column puzzles. That's probably I haven't, my so, favorite one so in the game. I only I only got to the second floor. Oh, okay. Like I so the second puzzle in the drafting room on the first floor, oh, where you I walk up to a puzzle and there's like a there's a it's just a separate the black and the white. Oh, the ones puzzle. with like the junk covering. And there's a girder in yeah, front of it. And I was like, way. okay, well, I get it. There's stuff behind these girders, and I have to experiment and intuit what is behind it to figure out a solution that will actually work but then no possibility like not like, uh, like okay i'm just not i'm not getting it i'm not getting it and i looked it up and the solution is no just walk a couple steps to the right and you can fucking just look around the girder and the puzzle's completely different at which that was the point where i was just like all right fuck you hmm. and then I did as many more puzzles I mean, as I could solve without looking them up, and I, then I just I kind of feel like those I are fair because you've been trained for that in, like, all the shadow-based puzzles or the ones in the in the Asian temple where you have to find the thing that 
where you have to find the thing to look at the puzzle through. I did not. I did not solve any of the puzzles in the Asian temple. Oh. Like I just didn't. I did not figure that one out. The I thought the desert temple. I was, really liked that. That was neat. Oh, I didn't even was, make any headway. I didn't solve any puzzles oh, in the desert. It, it, really... it, because it is bullshit. And when oh, you no, and when great. you when you fit, it is. It's bullshit. great because you it is, have to realize that these are actual objects in an actual space, and the, they have the same problem that real touchscreens have. And then, and then, once you figure that out, you're like, oh, cool, now I get to play the back half of fucking Wind Waker, and fi- like, figure out for every single fucking one of these things the exact right pixel that Jonathan Blow wants me to stand on. I thought it's, it was cool. it's not. It's not that bad. But. It sucks. It what, is. So the thing is, is, the thing that I don't like is, is the bad. is the shit where you have to like actuate something, find the spot to spot right. the stand. Okay. So now, and now, then you, now like you have to figure it, out where to, to stand it again the other way. Point on this fight. So like, it's like, hey, I know. Let's take. Let's take the the single most awesome thing about the Legend of Zelda, which is the part of Wind Waker where you're sailing around collecting all these fucking collectibles parts of the Triforce and then let's combine it with everybody's second favorite part of the <laughs> Zelda series which is the fucking water temple in Ocarina of Time where you have to do a thing that takes a long time that makes a fucking water level go yeah, up or go down. and it's down. all in one room and there's a switch for it on every post. It's not as oh, bad man. as you're saying. It it takes, I really want to so do this wrong. temple it now. Takes, it takes a long time and the possibility space for where is, you need to be infinite. at when is effectively infinite. Yeah. Wait, wait, it is if, bullshit. If it's, do you flood the temple and then swim around so it's, you have to find your position? You don't have to no, see space. You don't swim there's around. No there's these fucking okay. catwalks. Okay. But it's like, so, so the first half of the first half of the puzzles in the desert temple are fucking figure out where to stand and which direction to look. And then the second half is now do that, except you've also got effectively a mirror that over the course of 20 seconds will move from one spot to another spot. So, so you, now figure you have to out both be in the right where spot at the right to stand, time. where to look and when. Yeah, it's it okay. is it is if if you're not getting it, it like if you don't immediately get it, that sounds way harder than the top of the mountain puzzle. Yeah. It, it's the same it puzzle. It took me a, it took me a lot it, longer. It's the, it's the same puzzle as the top of the like I You think it's the same? I solved the first I solved the first couple of desert puzzles without actually figuring out the mechanism. Oh, so, just like brute force. Like it? I just brute forced it. Sure. Yeah. And then I was like, once I realized what was going on, I was just mad at the game, not <laughs> mad at myself. And it, yeah, the, the like figure out where to stand thing. I just, <sighs> yeah, it, I know that it is not breaking the rules that Jonathan blow set out, but it's breaking the rules that, what? I built in my mind about how this island works. So a rule, some, uh, he, I think he does break his own rule though in the game. Oh, so, uh, so when you are doing probably the most basic of the tutorial puzzles for a given mechanism, if you fuck up, it shuts that screen down, and you have to go back to the previous screen you and re-input your solution. Someone's in some places and not others, and I'm not really sure. So what the so riff. Was. My 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 belief is that what when that happens, he the the implication is you are doing a puzzle that is so simple that you shouldn't be try not simple necessarily, but is so fundamental that you shouldn't be like 
trying things at random and I am shutting down because I don't want you to, I don't want you to be like brute forcing this. This is what this is, what this is meant to do is like, like send you back to the previous one to make sure you understand it. Yeah. Right. Or just to punish you and make you take extra time. So it takes longer to brute force it. But, but like in no case, like you should never be brute forcing anything in this. Well, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, Yes. Okay. Do you guys remember the, the puzzles with the apples on the tree? Like I, I remember looking at the first panel and like, okay, there are 15 exits to this thing or whatever it was. Right. I'd, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'll just try all the exits, and I found the right one after, like, eight tries. Uh, the expectation is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the next one. It's like, okay, let's fucking do the same thing again. And, like, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but it was so easy that I just started to do it. And, like, the being forced to go back and redo the first one every time actually did stop me. From brute forcing the second force puzzle. You to, to actually learn what the puzzle is? Well, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, so, I, guess, yes. I guess... So that's good, then. And that, but, that did work. Yeah. The the thing that was frustrating to me is I, I never was trying to brute force those things. I, I just didn't understand something or yeah. I made that, a mistake or whatever. And yeah, like that happened to me too. Like there was one where like you have to do a, it's a mirror puzzle, but you don't see the other half of it. It's behind you. And so you have to like keep that in your head. Well, and that was just like, I made like, I fucked that one up like four or five times and had to go back to the previous puzzle each time. It was yeah. annoying. Did you guys have any trouble with the color puzzles in the in the bunker? You were in the greenhouse. You yeah. were you were tweeting Jim about yeah that was colorblind. The reason I was tweeting about colorblindness was that that was the first like I it was I was pretty early. I discovered the greenhouse pretty early, and that was the a huge chunk of puzzles all in a row that were all color based, and I thought that was the game. Oh, huh. and so like the colorblindness thing actually isn't that big a deal as, as big a deal as I made it out to yeah. be in that tweet. Um, Especially I since really, you only need to activate nine of the eleven lasers. So I think it's seven. Seven. Is it really only seven? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I only I, I, I beat the game with eight. If so. li- listeners who are interested in my experience of color vision should listen to the first like ten minutes of the February second, two thousand sixteen episode of the Giant Bombcast because Jeff Gerstman describes it precisely. He he also got frustrated with that segment the way that I did, thinking that his color vision was the problem. Oh, huh. When in fact, like the problem was at least for me, like a fundamental inability to understand what was going on with those puzzles. Well, in his case, the, 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 what he described was the problem was not that his color vision was the problem, but was, was that he had, he was doubting himself because right. of the color yeah. vision problems. That's, I mean, so like the tr- trust in the puzzle designer is super important. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and that was why I, I didn't go to any walkthroughs for this because I knew that as soon as I did, like, the rest of the game might as well just not exist. Yeah. Like, I would just go to a walkthrough anytime I got stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I so don't want to have to. And I'm worried because I don't know that I'm going to be able to find everything. Every yeah. time I went to a walkthrough for this game, I was pretty confident that I would never, ever have figured out. Like, Either because I was in the wrong place mm-hmm. or because I would never have gone to the effort 
Mm-hmm. Like I would never have gone to the tedious effort of figuring out where to stand to make it possible to solve this puzzle. Sure. Do you and, mean do you mean for the circle line things or or for the puzzles in general? For the puzzles in general. Like early- any 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 puzzle where part of the puzzle is figuring out where to fucking stand to solve the puzzle, I like like just fuck you. Like it, it's a word search. Fuck you. Like I'm not going to do a fucking word search. I'm not just going to like look at this puzzle from a thousand different spots in this room That's not, and evaluate it, whether it's solvable from each of a thousand different spots in this room. Work like, like that though, because by seeing, by standing in the place that isn't quite right, you can see the adjustments you need to make. It, it's not only, random. only if like the, the puzzle on the top of the, the, the like gate on the top of the mountain, once you've got all the lasers going on, mm-hmm. even knowing even seeing screenshots of the solutions it took me like 20 tries to be standing in the right spot to be able to actually solve that path there are and if i had happened to been standing in one of the wrong 19 ones the first time i tried i would have just concluded that it was impossible and that i was standing in the wrong spot i had to try to place myself properly a bunch of times for that puzzle as well but it was always clear to me that it should be what i'm trying to do should be possible or shouldn't right. but it was, it was never just, clear was, to me at all it was it it's not like or for me at least it wasn't like you know i am in a completely useless baffling spot and i have no idea what i'm doing it was just all right i see what i need to do i need to move to the left a bit okay no now that line's covered i need to move back a little bit you know it's it it's evaluating where you are and tweaking Sort of, but I mean, you could get like there was. There's one spot that you can be in where there's a totally valid solution to opening one of the locks, but you can either have the beginning or the end in view, but not both. And so, like, I spent a bunch of time trying that to get that solution to work because I was like, ah, oh, maybe if I just stand in the right spot, I can get both of them. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, and and that turns out that there was some other way to open it or whatever. But that, like, that particular set of puzzles was certainly probably the hardest of this general collection of puzzle type but i'm also sort of talking about the shadow puzzles or the, the see the shadow ones didn't feel like that to me <laughs> at all the shadow <laughs> ones felt like or the uh, asian figuring out ones. how to get yeah the asian ones I just the, didn't the get shadow to. puzzles for me were baffling were literally like, impossible what because the of your fuck are you supposed sex. to do and it turns out like i just have an old computer and everything was just on the lowest possible setting oh. and i i quit oh, the shit. game started it over with high with high rendering and everything was slow as fuck but i because like i was like oh you can fucking tell the difference between a tree shadow and the the lattice shadows i literally couldn't tell everything was the same and i couldn't see the difference because everything was just these jagged diagonal lines oh that's awful yeah so like there are puzzles in there that are like nigh impossible because on the the like worst rendering settings which is what i've been playing the game on like you just like it's just it's just random you just have no idea what what information is being conveyed so like that i think is a little yeah a little yeah, sort of a bummer frustrating there were a couple puzzles where um i don't know if it's because of the color settings on my tv or what but it was some of the like some of the ones where you have to drive over all of the hexagons 
and the hexagons were dark gray on a black background or no the other way around they were oh, black yeah. on a dark gray background and i had to like get right up in my tv to see them <laughs> <It was like laughs> ah. well i love this game and i hate this game yeah it's good i don't suggest anybody watch the sixth uh video clip the what the one the sixth one from the left <laughs> Because that made me super fucking mad, and I don't is, even is, want to talk about why. Is that the black and white film short no, film? That one was that one was weird. I don't know what yeah. was going on there. I kind of want to know what movie that was, <laughs> just yeah. so I can look up a plot. I, I, I bet it's in the credits. Yeah, but no, it was it was the blonde lady talking about some Taoist stuff as though she dated oh, yeah. herself I, and being I, uh, the smuggest person in the world. I uh, watched that, like, I, I, I got three videos, I had just watched the black and white short film, and I loaded this other one up, and I was like, I heard 30 seconds of it, and just left the room, just because, like, okay, I'll I'll come Let's back come to this back later, it was yeah. just it was just too much. <laughs> so, I'm glad I missed that. Yep. Alright, spoiler section over. Cool. Beep. Boop. <laughs> Thanks for skipping the entirety of our podcast. Guys, what's our next assignment? <laughs> Uh, so this next week, we're going to play Firewatch. It's a little bit awkward because it comes out uh, comes out on Tuesday, um, but I think it'll be... So fun. everybody will buy it on Tuesday, play it on Wednesday, and then hear us talk about it on Thursday and exactly. spoil all of the things. Oh, yeah. That, they've got one more day than... We, you could even like release the podcast late, give them another day. Yeah, That's I true. could. I do that. Kevin and I have already played it. That's true. I've spent... 40 hours playing. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> it's good. It's a good game. It, is it 40 hours good? It is. I mean, it's like a five-hour game. It's Yeah, yeah it's yeah. 40 hours good if you, if you, what you're trying to do is like Skyrim your way into every impossible to reach part Collect of Wyoming. Collect all the cheese wheels. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I haven't played. for playtesting? No, no. I just, I was doing it as well, a Well, <laughs> yeah. I haven't played Firewatch, but I have accidentally looked at some of the the plot uh, elements on a whiteboard. Yeah, <laughs> post yeah the post-it boards. And the post-it board, yeah, post-it board, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Ugh, fuck, guys, it's late. I've had a really good time recording episode number two hundred thirty-one of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And we should like copy and paste something from the beginning of the podcast to the end because this is a really sh- like if people went through all the trouble to skip all the spoilers and we have nothing to say like <laughs> that's a little disappointing. They can they can just save it for the time after they've played the witness. That's yeah, true. That's true. I'm worried that this was a bad podcast because it was just like if you haven't already played, it's just a bunch of people talking about a thing that you don't know what it is. I that's only like a third of the podcast and it's a skippable third okay yeah yeah and that when they eventually play the witness they'll come back and listen to it and it'll be great they'll be mad at us hopefully and i hope we do it again real soon and listeners i hope you'll join us and until you do cockaboobobalaya 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 rice tastes bad Oh, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah, uh, that's really good. That that really that kind of doesn't count. It though. totally does. I don't. I don't really think it does. The very like the the first half of the movie is like robberies and 
being chased by a posse and, yeah. and riding a bicycle. <laughs> but the, okay, fine. I feel like the like it's it's definitely a weird like genre. It's thing, yeah, but like, it's that's totally like a weird wild west art movie that <sighs> just happens to be a like late western period piece. It's huh. not like there's no hats. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody has a cowboy hat on. It can't. <laughs> That's okay. Well, know. so so then one of my other favorite westerns is Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, 